Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5 and uh, meet me at verse 4, 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. And the word of the Lord says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And so last week we started talking about faith and describing what faith is and discussing uh, in regards to what faith is all about. And, and today I want to go a little further, take it a little farther than we did last week in our conversation in regards to faith. And we find out here that whatever is born of God, that's you and I, if you are born again, if you've given your life to Jesus, if you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you have accepted him in your life, you are born again. Come on, somebody say, I am born again. Well, that means you are born of God. And if you're not born again and you're here today, just say, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus is Lord. That's all you have to say. And believe it and watch transformation change in your life. But you're born again. And, and whoever is born again overcomes the world. Now, that word overcomes means to be declared victorious over the world. And this is the victory or superseding opposition or difficulty. Victory is, is, is rising above opposition and, and difficulty. This is the victory that has overcome the world. It's our faith. And we said last week that the earth is land, territory, ground. But when you hear the word world, I want you to think of a godless society that is against all things God. The world is a philosophy or a negative way of thinking that is against what God is all about. And the world is under the sway of the wicked one. The world is under the influence of the wicked one. And the best way the wicked one, the best tool the wicked one has is the media. The media is the best tool he uses to sway and influence what we, what we think, what, how we live, we, we, we confirm unintentionally, we conform to what we see through that tube. I mean, it's amazing how even there are people that literally tell us what the colors are for the spring and then we all kind of conform to, the, to what they tell us what it is. You know, it's amazing how we conform to the world unintentionally. But I want you to understand that the world is under the sway of the wicked one and there's going to be difficulty. John 16, Jesus says that there would be difficulty in the world. It's on the screen. These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation or difficulty, but be of good, good cheer. I have overcome the world. One translation says I have deprived it of its power to harm you. That's, that's good news that we have been deprived of the power of the enemy to harm us. We can overcome the world. And the way we overcome the world is by faith. Our faith is what overcomes the world. And so I wrote some things down here and it's in your notes here as well. If you have the app, you should look at your notes. And here I wrote down what faith is. And faith is belief. Trust, confidence, rest. It works by love. It comes by hearing. It pleases God. It walks. It talks. It overcomes the world. It is the foundation of hope. 
The just shall live by it. We are saved by it. We are healed by it. We access grace by it. It begins where the will of God is known, and it ends only at the desired result. It doesn't doubt. It doesn't fear the devil. It doesn't draw back from a fight. It doesn't waver at the promise. And this is what faith is all about. It's faith is in the unseen realm. Your anchor is in the unseen realm. It's not in the realm that you can see because what you can see is subject to change. What you can see is temporary. Everything you can see right now with your physical eyes can change. Faith is in the unseen realm where you're looking at what the word of God says. And you're looking in the realm of the word and the word will change what you see. And this is what faith is all about. It's about a confidence. It's about trust. It's an insurance. Last week we talked about it's a title deed. The Amplified Bible says faith is the title deed. What does that mean? If you, I showed last week the title of my car. I own the car. If someone tried to take my car, I'm going to fight for my car because the title says I own it. And whether they can see the car or not, I own it because I've got a word right here that says I own the car and I'm going to fight for it. It's the same way as we live in this world, the faith in God that we have to have, the confidence in him that we have to have is that God said it, that settles it, and everything has to change depending upon what God has said in my life. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. This is the confidence that we have in him. This is the trust that we have in him. This word, I mean, this is not just something so that, you know, um, you, can, you can just, you know, keep somewhere and never open it up. This word is, should be read because it's his will. When we find out his will, then faith begins where the will of God is known. If you don't know the will of God, you can't have faith to achieve and accomplish what God would have for you. And a lot of times, church, we are where we are. It's be not because of anything else. It's directly affected by our confidence or our faith in God. And we are where we are because we believe the way we believe. And we are where we are because we think the way we think. And we are where we are because we just listen to tradition or we listen to what Pookie and Ray Ray has to tell us or something that got passed down from our great grandma that ain't got no word in it. And it has no power to change our life. And so we've got to get in the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and faith will come when we hear the word of God and it'll come when we hear the word of God and it'll come when we hear the word of God. Matter of fact, faith always comes when we hear the word of God and we'll increase and we'll increase and we'll increase and we'll get to the point where we're just like, you know what? I don't care that my bank account only has $2.17 in it. I trust God to cover what he said he's going to do. I mean, you'll get there. I mean, ask me how I know you'll get there when you, because I'm confident that God said it, that settles it. He told us to do it and it's looking like it ain't going to work, but faith is going to supersede what I see. It might take some time. It might take some years, but it will happen because I trust God. I believe God and his word says it. I mean, if we didn't have need of patience, this word called patience, 
then, um, uh, you know, we, we like to say, well, faith is going to happen now. Well, a lot of things with God, you need patience. And patience is what allows your faith to continue to last. If you've run out of patience, you've run out of faith. So patience extends your faith, saying, you know what? I'm going to be consistent and constant, and I'm going to remain the same. And so we got to be patient. We've got to trust God. And I believe we're entering into a season. Uh, I, mean, I mean, things are not going back to the way they were. <laughs> Every, this changed everything. 2020 and COVID and all this, it changed everything. Things are not going back to the way it was. And so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to learn to walk by faith. We're going to have to learn to exercise our faith. We're going to have to learn to trust God even when our mind is telling us don't do it, but your heart is saying do it. Even when your mind is telling you to do it and your heart is saying don't do it. You have to learn, I got to trust God. God is leading and guiding in my life. And so we've said before that the lowest form of faith is belief. Because uh, the demons even believe, you know, and they tremble. It's going to require action. Faith always requires action. Faith always requires corresponding action. Faith always requires an act. You're going to have to act on what you say you believe. You're going to have to act on what you believe you've heard from God. You're going to have to have some kind of movement and some kind of action. And the seed of action will produce a harvest of accomplishments. Let me say it again. The seed of action will produce a harvest of accomplishments. And faith is an act. Say that. Faith is an act. If there's no action, there's no faith. Faith is an act. We see in James chapter 2, verse 17, I believe it's in the Passion Translation, it says then, so then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. Faith that doesn't involve action is phony. Uh, I, I think it's funny when I, when I talk to people and, man, I believe God. Well, man, if you believe God to do it, why are you not doing it? Well, I... Uh, one pastor, let me tell you this story. One pastor told me he, was, he, was, he wanted to be a full-time pastor. And he said, man, I'm, I'm believing God to be a full-time pastor. I said, praise God, man, I'm going to believe with you because there's so much benefit in being able to devote your entire time serving the Lord. And I said, man, I'm going to believe with you. I said, what's holding you back right now from just taking that leap of faith? And saying, you know what, I'm going to do this. He goes, well, I want to be vested 100% in my retirement account before. No. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's not, that, 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 that sounds good, but there's no faith involved in that. And, and yes, I get it. Yes, get invested in your 401k. It's great. Do it. Praise God. But don't tell me that God's asking you to take a step of faith and believe him and go full time, and you have some kind of natural kind of reason that you made up in your mind is the best way not to do it. No, you don't believe God. And let's stop kidding ourselves. I just, I would rather people say, I just don't believe God. And, and we can start there, right? We can build on that. Okay, now let's, okay, let's talk about how we can help you believe God. Don't tell me you're full of faith. And there's no action, no corresponding action to it. Matter of fact, James chapter 2, 
I think it's verse 22 there. Uh, Jeannie will bring up. There it is. You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. His actions made his faith complete. Now, with this being said, when we walk by faith, I want you guys to know that a walk of faith is not doing what you want to do. That's not the walk of faith. That's, that's just doing what you want to do. The walk of faith is doing what God is asking of you to do. And, if I, and, and this, is, this is how I make decisions with the church. I don't make any decision until I've actually heard from God. Because if God says do it, then that means he's going to take care of it. He's going to supply. He's going he's to cover it if he says do it. Now, if he don't say do it and you just do it on your own, now, now, you, now, now you're at a place where I need God. Come on, I need God to come on and help. He didn't tell you to do that. So you've got to hear from God. What is God saying? And it don't take 29 years to hear from God. I'm still waiting on the Lord. No, he's waiting on you at this point. I'm, I know you're not waiting on the Lord. God is speaking. Are you tuned in and listening? And so hear from God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And then you act on what you have heard from God. Many of you know my story. Lakeisha shared a little bit of it, but I lived in Texas. I was a single man, and I, I, was, I felt like my time in Fort Worth was up, and uh, I wanted to do something different. I had some options. I was, at that time, I was a youth pastor, and so, uh, you know, I could, there was a church that was in Amarillo that was looking at me to be their youth pastor. Uh, then there was another church that was looking at me to come in, and then there was Charlotte. And I had a friend here who pastored a church in Charlotte, and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? I feel like my time in Texas is up and I need direction. What do you want me to do? And you know the story. I went and I parked in this empty, I thought it was a vacant kind of parking lot. And I went and I sat there in this parking lot from like, you know, 3 p.m. to like 6 p.m. I literally just sat in my car. It was a Saturday. I just sat there just trying to just hear from God. Lord, what do you want me to do? And lo and behold, I start, start people started coming and I'm like, I thought I was in an empty, vacant parking lot. And I looked, and I was parked right in front of the liquor store. And everybody was going to the liquor store. And I thought, oh, man, I didn't even know that, you know, and I moved on. But I heard from God. I heard, and this is what I heard in my heart. It's not that I heard a, a voice, but I heard the Lord almost tell me in a way that if you stay in Fort Worth, this will be your life. But if you move to Charlotte, there was a bright light, just this bright light. Well, I knew a pastor in Charlotte. I called him up and, and um, we talked and I said, man, I'm going to come help you with your church. And he said, come on. And I moved out here just a step of faith. My family was in Fort Worth, just a step of faith. I didn't have a job. I just came out here because I was endeavoring to walk by faith. I can say all day long that I believe God, but until I act on what I believe now we're talking about walking by faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, uh, Paul says here literally, we walk by faith, not by sight. Say this after me. I walk by faith, walk by faith. Not, by sight. not by sight. The opposite of faith is sight. The opposite of faith is sight. And sight is our five physical senses, what we can you know, see, touch, taste, smell, or hear. We don't walk by our five physical senses, not as believers, not as people born of God, not as those endeavoring to hear the voice of God. We don't walk by our five physical senses. 
We literally walk by faith. Now, that's not a mysterious kind of weird thing. No, we literally are walking by the word of God. It's the word of God that we're walking by. It's like when uh, Jesus was in the, walking on the water and Peter wanted to get out and come to him. And Peter said to him, if it bid you, tell me to come. And Jesus said, come. Literally, Peter's walking on the words, come. It's the word of God that he's walking on. And that's where we are. We're walking by faith, not some kind of weird kind of thing, but it's God's word is leading me. God's word is telling me what to do. The voice of God is telling me what to do. And I'm going to walk that out. And I moved out here and, you know, um, I don't want to get into all of my story, but I will get into one facet of the story. The church I went to, the pastor, uh, he would go out of town and he would ask me to stand in for him. Will you preach for me? And I would say, yeah, yeah, I would, you know, I would love to preach for you. And I would preach and, and um, it was a nice size church. And, and one day I was preaching and I thought it was good and, and all that good stuff. You know, I think my messages are good. Praise the Lord. But I thought it was good. You know, even if you don't think it, Drew, even if you don't, I thought it was good. Well, next thing you know, I receive a sweet potato pie after I get done preaching. A sweet potato, you know, it was like a, a, a week, the next week, I got a sweet potato pie. And this pastor had asked me to preach consecutively for him. He was going to be out of town. And I, I believe that was the time I preached three Sundays in a row. And, um, and I got a sweet potato pie, and I thought, wow, I, I didn't ask for no sweet potato pie. I don't really eat sweet potato pie. But, you know, I received the sweet potato pie. And my pastor's wife said, why did, why did she give you a sweet potato pie? I said, maybe because I'm hungry or, you know, I'm skinny. And she said, why did she give you a sweet potato pie? I said, you know, maybe because um, she thought I needed to put a little weight on. Or She said, Devon, why did she give you a sweet potato pie? I said, uh, does she like me? Yes. So I, I go up to the young lady who gave me a sweet potato pie. And, and I had seen her before, but we hadn't talked much. And I said, thank you for the sweet potato pie. And she says, um, well, you're welcome. And I really enjoyed your message. I said, thank you. Now, she's walking by faith. She's, I mean, she's saying, hello. Sometimes you might have to just say, hello. <laughs> there was her way of just saying, here am, here am I. Thou have not seen me. But I have thus been here. Will thou open up thine eyes and see thy maidservant single and ready? And so, and so I, I said to her, I said, oh, that was, that was, you know, my mind was like, that was pretty bold, you know? And so I said, you know, I would love to, you know, just maybe say hi, thank you so much for giving me the sweet potato pie. And I said, you know, maybe one day after church, we could, you know, maybe grab a quick lunch and go hang out. And she says, I'm only available Friday and Saturday night. Okay, those are date nights, okay? Uh, that's the only time. That's the only time. Friday night or Saturday night? Okay, let's pick a Friday night and we'll get to know one another. But she had to walk by faith. Now, uh, if she tells you the story, she said that she felt like the Lord told her, make me a sweet potato, make him a sweet potato pie and give it to him. Now, I'm not even a big sweet potato pie guy. So I received it and thought, oh, that's great. Until I got home and took a bite. And next, you know, I ate the whole pie in one setting. Delicious. Gone. 
right? One setting. I find out later she prayed and asked the Lord and said, Lord, if he's the one, let him eat the whole pie. Amen. Amen. And I ate the whole, the whole pie. Don't make me a sweet potato pie because I'm not a big sweet potato pie guy. But she had to walk by faith. She, she, she saw something that she liked. And the Lord said, make her a pie, make him a pie. And, and she had to step out. I mean, that, I bet that was bold. I had to step out. And at the church I was, I was at, I mean, it was a nice sized church, but it was, it was a place where I was, I was pretty known in terms of, you know, cause I spoke there when the pastor wasn't there and, and she had to step out and introduce herself. And the Lord used that interaction. And now we're married four kids later. God be the glory. Praise the God. Amen. Walking, walking, walking by faith takes a risk. It always feels like a risk when you're going to walk by faith. It's, if it felt permanent, then it wouldn't be faith. If, if it felt like, you know, my goodness, everything's going to be all right. If it felt that way, it wouldn't be faith. Now, don't step out until you know in your knower that God is telling me to do this and he's going to take care of it. If there's any hesitancy to, I don't know if God's going to really take care of me, don't do it because you're not ready to go to that next level yet. And don't, don't, don't condemn yourself. Just grow, <laughs> grow, grow to the next level. I got to grow a little bit to get to that next level. We all have to do. I'm growing to get to the next level. My mind's growing. My thoughts are growing. I'm growing in the word, but I don't move out unless I know that God's going to take care of me. But it doesn't mean like I feel that way. I know it in my knower, but I feel nervous. I know it in my knower, but it feels like a risk. I know it in my knower, but it feels like I'm going to flop on my face and I'm going to be embarrassed. Everybody's going to make fun of me. You dummy. Why did you do something like that? Why they sit around and eat their Doritos and do nothing? These are the ones that you're afraid to disappoint. You know what I'm saying? Let me talk about that for a second. You're afraid to disappoint the folks that's doing nothing. They're doing absolutely nothing. And they're telling you, don't do that. Don't do that. When I left my Fortune 500 job and uh, making, you know, six figures, I stepped away from it to go in full-time ministry. You know all them folks told me to do? Don't leave. Don't leave. What are you going to do about the money? What are you going to do about, man, that was stuff I was thinking about. What, what are we going to do about the money? I had a word from God. God told me to go. And when I stepped out and left and resigned, and the and only thing my wife said was, can I still get my hair done? I said, we're going to make a way to get your hair done. And when I left, I resigned, I went, and now we're, we're walking by faith. Where, where's the money going to come from? We hadn't even started a church at this point. I went to, at that point, I went to go on staff at a church, and then that didn't last long. I ended up, we ended up starting this place. And then when we started this place, um, you guys know the story. Um, the man, my old boss, comes back up to me. I run into him. He says, hey, if you ever want to come back, I'll hire you in a heartbeat. I said, that's God. That's the Lord. Hallelujah. My paths have been orchestrated to run into him. Glory to God. I get home and the Lord said, that wasn't me. That wasn't me at all. That was just, that was, that was another plan. And I said, no, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust him. 
and we're going to start a church and we're going to walk by faith and we're going to believe God that God's going to supply. And next, we haven't even started the church yet. And next thing I know, no, that's not true. We had, we had just had one service, but the story's going to tell you. We had one service. And next thing I know, this guy calls me up. Are you at home? I said, yeah. He says, I'm on my way. He, he comes over. He, he, he gets there. He leaves the door open of his truck. He runs out and rings the door. He says, I can't stay alone, but the Lord told me to give you $1,200 for your new church. Glory, I got to go. And he took out jumping truck and ran off. That was $1,200 cash. So it was like, woo, glory. We're walking by faith and God's providing. See, this is the key. Many people don't know the excitement of God's provision because they're afraid to hear his voice and heed his voice. They're afraid to step out. And it is scary. I wish I could tell you it wasn't scary. It's scary. But you're going to have to trust the Lord to provide because you're doing what he's telling you to do. You're walking by faith. We took that little money. We didn't even have a bank account yet, a church bank account. We just put that little money in the dresser like, Lord, you're providing before we even <laughs> realize it. And then I had a friend call me. He said, I heard you starting the church. I said, yeah. He said, the Lord told me to send you $1,000 every month until he tells you, to, until, until I tell you to stop. And praise God. He goes, I got one coming for last month and one coming from this month. I said, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Walking by faith. God is now orchestrating and working it out. See, this is what happens, church. Too many times we lean on everything else and we don't give God a chance to work. This is the problem with debt. Can I talk to you about debt? This is the problem with debt. Instead of believing God for something, we just go run to the bank and, and borrow the money and get it. And, and we, we completely cut out God wanting to move in our life. Uh, and instead of just waiting just a little bit and say, Lord, I've, I've planted a seed, financial seed, and I'm believing you for it. I want to see you come through. We'll just go get it. There was, there was a time that I, you guys, uh, I bought these. I wanted these shoes called the Nike Vapor Max. And you, I've worn them. These are not the Nike Vapor Max. But I've worn them in the past. Y'all seen them. And, man, I, I saw somebody with these shoes. I said, man, I want them shoes. Oh, I just, I want them, man. And I said, I'm going to go, babe, I'm going to go buy these shoes. I looked online. They was $250. I was like, oh, I'm not going to go buy those shoes. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I really want them. And she's like, you ought to get them. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then my heart, my, my mind said, go just put it on the credit card. Right? Credit card, make it easy. Just swipe the card and, you know, you can have it your way anytime you want. Just, that's, you know, that's the card, right? Just put it on the card and get it. And my whole being was like, do that, Devon. Put it on the card and just get it. My goodness, it's just shoes. Just get them. I said, no, I'm going to believe God for these shoes. God's going to provide these shoes for them for me, and I'm going to trust him, and I'm going to believe God. We're just talking about shoes, but you got to start somewhere. Don't step out and leave your job if you can't believe God for no pair of shoes, okay? <laughs> Let me say that now. Don't follow my example of leaving a six-figure paying job if you can't believe God for some shoes. Please don't. I'm going to tell you, go get your job back. Don't be calling, Pastor, we struggling financially. No, you should have stayed there. I said, I'm going to believe God for it. 
And so I get asked to go speak somewhere. It was, it was a place that it was, it was kind of impromptu. Can you come speak? And it wasn't a church. It was just a, just a place to, to speak. I said, yeah, I'll come speak. And I went and I, it, was a, it was a group and I just spoke and had a good time and, and left. And right when I get in my car, the man's running to my car and he hands me this card. And um, I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. You know, praise God. You know, just, you know, just a card. Hallelujah. Uh, I was excited. I jumped in my car. I go home. I didn't even open the card. I just I had it on the counter. Stacey's like, what's this card? I was like, oh, let me open. I open up. There's a check in there for $500. I was like, praise God. I wasn't even expecting like anything. That was just kind of something um, that I wanted to do. And I, they didn't say nothing. It was just praise God. Here's a check for $500. And the Lord said, buy two pair of Apermax shoes. And I said, and you know, I struggled with that. I struggled buying two pair. The Lord provided the money, and I struggled to go get them. I even went and got one pair, and I had to go back the same day to get the second pair. I'm just being honest with you. The Lord said, I said, get two pair. You got the, I provided the money. Here I go right back to the mall to go get a second pair of shoes. God provided. And I could have put it on the credit card, but I wanted to walk by faith. And this is what, I'm, what I believe the, what we're going to have to do we're going to have to walk by faith, but it's going to have to start in the small areas of our life because there's going to be big areas required of us to truly walk by faith in the future. There's going to be big things that we're going to have to say, you know what? No, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm trusting God. Well, I'm going to take your job from you. Well, you can have it. I was looking for a job when I found this one. I'm not wearing that shirt. I'm not bowing my knee. I'm not saying that I support this or that, that you want me to say, I'm not going to do it. Now, the best way to, to, to have that confidence is to get out of debt right now. Amen. Did you hear me? Pay your bills, get out of debt so you can just be a free agent. Say, you know what? Ain't nothing holding me back. I'm out of here, Jack. Matter of fact, if you didn't come to me, I was coming to you. Let you know I'm out of here. Get out of debt. Oh, y'all got quiet on that. Well, pass on that. No, work to get out of debt now so that when... A time like that comes, you're not concerned about, well, I got this, I got this and that, and this and that. No, praise God. I'm out. God's going to provide. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time to walk by faith. That means we're going to have to increase our confidence in him. And the only way to do that is in the word. How comfortable are you with the amount of time you're spending in the word? How comfortable are you with that? If, if you, only you can answer that question. Are you spending enough time in the word that the word is literally changing the way you think? Are you spending enough time in the word that the word is changing the way you feel? This is the impact of the word. It has to change the way you think and it has to change the way you feel. And when you sense, and it's all, all of this is incremental. This is you're not going to just wake up one day and... And, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, give my car away. No, this is all in, in, incremental. And you'll get to a point where you are giving cars away. Amen. You but but they don't that don't start on day one. You'll get to the point. Um, Thomas asked me this morning. He had some kind of scenario he made up. But one of it was, would you sow your house? I thought, pray. I'm glad he's thinking on that level. Amen. Where you can just sow houses and say, you know what? Hey. You, you homeless, I got a house that you can live in. Come on, think bigger than what you've been thinking. 
Increase the way you're thinking because God really wants us to be a blessing. Not just to hoard all the blessing, but to be a blessing. And the only way he can do that is with his hands and feet, the body of Christ in this earth. It's time for us to be a blessing. It might be even as small as this, as a single man. This is just a small thing. But I used to always be around friends. I always had to be around friends all the time. I mean, I could not be alone. I need to have somebody. I got to have somebody over the house. I got, I got to have somebody. I got to watch a game with somebody. I can't do it by myself. I'd always be around people. And the Lord started, sep- it's time for you to separate. And I remember this particular time, uh, Creflo Dollar was having a singles conference. And I was single. So, you know, I said, that's something I'm, in, I'm interested in. I need to call all my friends. And we all need to go to the single conference. The Lord said, I ain't tell you to call all your friends. I told you to go. Do you know I bought a ticket, got me a hotel. I did everything I needed to do, and I went to Atlanta by myself. That was a big deal for me. The next thing was to move to Charlotte. The year later, I moved to Charlotte. It was a test. It was a test. God is always testing so that you can increase your confidence in him, and you know that when your confidence is increased, you can boldly begin to make steps of faith. Not worried about what Pookie and Ray Ray doing. This is what God's telling me to do. And I'm going to walk by faith. But it only happens when you increase your time spent with him. When you increase your time with him, wake up earlier than you're waking up. Oh, pastor. And listen. We have four kids. Waking up earlier than I've been waking up is a big deal. <laughs> I know if you're a single mom out here or, or if you, even if you don't have kids, you maybe you work early or you work late or you're just not a morning person, whatever the case may be. You're a teenager in here and it's tough to wake up, whatever it might be. Get up earlier and say, I'm going to dedicate this time to spend with him. And watch your faith increase. God will begin to deposit things that you've never thought about before in your life. And then he'll ask you to believe him for it. Amen. Amen. Debt-free church buildings is what I'm believing God for. Hallelujah, right? Why not us? Now, I'm not opposed to any other route. Don't get me wrong, but I'm believing for the best. And God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can dare ask or even imagine. Amen. But it's going to take our confidence and our assurance in him. And I'm telling you, church, we are going to get much bolder. We're going to have to be. I really believe times are going to and circumstances are going to dictate that we become more bolder than we've ever been before in our life. And it's going to require faith to overcome the world. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.